ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾಯಸ್ವತ್ಯೈನಮಃಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಕಂಸಚಾಣೂರಮರ್ಧನಂ ದೇವಕೀ ಪರಮಾನಂದಂ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಮೂಗಂ ಕರೋತಿ ವಾಚಾಲಂ ಪಂಘುಂ ಲಂಘಯತೆ ಗಿರಿಂ ಯತ್ಕೃಪಾತಮಹಂ ವಂದೇ ಪರಮಾನಂದಮಾಧವಂ ಪರಮಾನಂದಮಾಧವಂ ವಾಂಗ್ಮೇ ಮನಸಿ ಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠಿ ಮನೋ ಮೇ ವಾಚಿ ಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠಿ ಆವಿರಾವೀರ್ಮೇಧಿ ವೇದಸ್ಥುತ ಮೇ ಮಾಪ್ರಹಾಸೀ ಅನೇನಾಧೀತೇನ ಅಹೋರಾತ್ರನ್ ಸಂದಧಾಮಿ ಹೃದಂ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಸತ್ಯಂ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ತನ್ಮಾಂ ಅವತು ತದ ವಕ್ತಾರಮವತು ಅವತು ಮಾಂ ಅವತು ವಕ್ತಾರಮವತು ವಕ್ತಾರಂ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಗೋವಿಂದ ಹರೇ ಮುರಾರೆ ಹೇ ನಾಥ ನಾರಾಯಣ ವಾಸುದೇವ ಜಿಹ್ವೇಪಿ ಬಸ್ವಾಮೃತೇತದೇವ ಗೋವಿಂದ ದಾಮೋದರ ಮಾಧವೇತಿ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹೇ ಯಾದವ ಹೇ ಸಖೇತಿ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹೇ ಯಾದವ ಹೇ ಸಖೇತಿ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹೇ ಯಾದವ ಹೇ ಸಖೇತಿ So last week we had seen till shloka 7th and we were in 8th shloka and we were seeing what is going on in the mind of Duryodhan yet and how he is overpowered by desires, overpowered by the passion, his words have lost inconsistency, have lost the wisdom. So we saw till 7th and I was in 8th shloka, I will read the shloka uh, first, 8th and 9th actually. ಭವಾನ್ ಭೀಷ್ಮಶ್ಚ ಕರ್ಣಶ್ಚ ಕೃಪಶ್ಚ ಸಮಿತಿಂಜಯ ಅಶ್ವತ್ಥಾಮಕರ್ಣಶ್ಚ ಸೌಮದತ್ತಿಸ್ತೂರಾ ಮದರ್ಥೇ ತ್ಯಕ್ತಜೀವಿ ನಾನಾಶಸ್ತ್ರಪ್ರಹರಣಾಧಾ ಸೊ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ಟೆಲಿಂಗ್ ಇಂಗ್ ದ್ರೋಣಾಚಾರ್ಯ ದಟ್ ಓಲ್ಡ್ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ದ್ವಿಜ ಉತ್ತಮ 
you are maybe best in brahmana but you i don't think know the warfare at all because you have been doing vedic part yagna and other things so let me show you who are fighting from our side and i highlighted the point that while he listed 17 people on pandava side and told them they all are equal to bhima and arjuna but he could list only seven people from his side and one more thing i want to highlight on the seventh one on the eighth shloka none of them he is calling maharathi here whereas he was calling from the pandava side everybody is a maharathi can you imagine he lost complete wisdom of who is what in in totality so he is saying here let me list down so because he is talking to him and he he uh, suddenly remembered that i think i insulted him by saying that you know a hey, old man you know you are you may be good brahmana but i don't think you know the warfare so he is pointing out at dronacharya first you bhavan bhishmascha bhishma pitama second and then karna and i told you why he to- got in karna in between karna kripacharya samitinjaya ashwatthama they are all what samitinjaya who cannot be beaten in the war at all ashwatthama vikarna saumadathi ye these are the seven people he lists down and i told you also that three people he listed on from the same family ashwatthama dronacharya and kripacharya so imagine he could not remember everybody's name also from his own army then we came to the ninth shloka where we stopped last time anye cha bahava shuraha and i may not remember everybody but you see others there are so many anye so many others are standing here they are what bahavah shuraha they are all valorous people many many valorous people see he could not use maharathi at all here he saying many valorous people imagine they like really downgraded them what how are they mad arthe tyakta jivitah all these people for my sake mad arthe for me for my sake they have all given up their lives tyakta jivita he is not even talking about war winning war nothing he is already made a conclusion that all of these people are going to die for who for me for my sake because somewhere deep down in his heart he knows that his side is wrong and he may not win the war i told you last time also however you know uh, clever somebody could be but when somebody goes the path of adharma please remember he is already registered a defeat for him in his life when that defeat come may depend on the time because he is already enjoying the fruit of past life action this life's action has not started giving him fruit yet many people come to us and ask you know anishi that when you see outside there are so many wicked people i don't know why they are successful why god is not seeing them i said please don't think god is not seeing them because god has already made something called karma which is supposed to take care of everybody whether it is good bad ugly doesn't matter karma has to give fruit to the person who is responsible for doing that karma when i was talking about the horizontal and vertical development last time i was talking about the same thing both have got a negative axis whether it is horizontal also whether it is vertical also dono jagah negativity hai you are responsible for your own destiny but yes you can make your life or you can mar your life god is so beautiful that he is sitting inside everyone 
watching every karma of yours but he is such given he's given you such free hand he doesn't stop you forcefully anywhere while sitting inside he may sound you what you are doing is not right sabke antaratma ki awaaz aati hai isi dhyan rakhna everybody whether he may be a criminal also whether he may be a good person also it doesn't matter sabke antaratma ki awaaz aati hai kisi ko bahut jaldi sunai deti hai kyunki uska antakaran his in, his inner equipment is more purer the more purer you are the more subtler your intellect will start grasping things and the subtlest of all is the voice of your inner self which is lord himself he is seated inside everybody without his grace nobody can move around anything in this world उसकी बरकत के बगैर तो पत्ता भी नहीं हिल सकता फॉरगेट अबाउट यू ऑल मूविंग वी ऑल मूविंग इट्स नॉट पॉसिबल इफ आई एम सिटिंग यर एंड स्पीकिंग एंड माई वॉइस इज रीचिंग यू वाई बिकॉज ही इज वेरी वेल प्रेजेंट इन दिस होल हॉल इन दिस होल कॉस्मस देर इज नो प्लेस वेर इज नॉट देयर एंड ही इज द वन हु वॉचेस एवरी एक्शन फर्स्ट इट इज सेड इन अवर स्क्रिप्चर्स दैट वेन अ पर्सन लीव्स द बॉडी एट द टाइम ऑफ डेथ they everybody is shown in a panoramic view all that you did in this life and before that person takes the next birth that person before the birth with before even coming out of the womb that person is shown in panoramic view all his lives not only that previous life all lives what he did and at that time in shrimad bhagavat it says very clearly jiva makes a promise to god that you know i don't know what happened to me i forgot you in totality and i wasted my life and all those things and he promises i will remember you but here comes he comes and makes the first cry <laughs> after coming out of the womb god is forgotten world is visible <laughs> again he's back to the square one i don't know how this creation is made it is so difficult to pick out the subtlest in this creation gross everybody can see the more subtler it goes the more difficult it becomes to grasp the whole practice of spirituality is to make your mind subtler subtler why we have to become we have to have carve out a pure mind so that we can grasp the subtler subject when i come to the next chapter you know i'll come to the spiritual side of the whole whole thing which bhagwan is going to talk about you will see many shlokas as you know when i even if i may say it it you will grasp all of you will grasp according to your intellect separately doesn't matter bhagwan will make repetition himself i don't have to do anything he will make repetition because he knows that man cannot grasp many things living in this world because this world is like this only so you know bhagwan when he says here he says anya cha bahava shuraha for me my sake they have already given up their lives how are they he explains in the next line nana shastra praharana they are all equipped with many many weapons and artilleries nana shastra prahana they are holding them and what sarve yuddha visharada all of them are what they are they are experts in warfare yuddha visharada yuddha visharada ka matlab hota hai they are very good in warfare they are not they are not not laymen just coming out of a school and fighting for me they already have fought many battles so they know the warfare very well so i don't think they can be cheated now in this line you need to remember 
Duryodhan in the past few lines had really forgotten what he is talking about and he started praising the other side. Now he is trying to regather his whole intellect to say, what am I doing? I don't know what happened to me. Why am I praising them, man? Mary side pe to akshoni khadi hai. There are 11 akshoni standing on my side. On that side is only 7 of them. But I don't know why I've ended up praising them. So he's changing his tone and manner now. And in the next two shlokas, which is 10 and 11, he summarizes his whole argument. Duryodhan stops speaking after this. So 10th and 11th shloka is basically his final conclusion before he, you know, gives away to the other side to react. But please remember, during this whole part, Dronacharya did not utter a word. There is no Dronacharya Vacha here. Neither Bhishma Pitama uttered a word. They knew it's like blabbering. How many times we told this man that you're doing wrong, but he refused to understand. Now when the battle has come, he's trying to explain us who's standing against us. Are we already know all of them? Who are you to introduce us to the Pandavas and the other side? Bhishma Pitama Dronacharya much older than him. They've already seen the whole, whole array of people around. They know every king in the cosmos at that point in time. Who are you to introduce us? So they didn't utter a word. Dronacharya just give, didn't give a heed also to him. He just looked back. So now, in 10th shloka, you will see the confusion of Duryodhan coming to the pinnacle. You know, uh, in Sanskrit, there is a beauty that many times a same sentence may have two meanings. It's, it's only possible in Sanskrit language because the word has roots. A root can have different meaning. But then if there are two meanings to the same word, how do you grasp what is right and wrong? You have to take the contextual meaning. So I am going to explain in the 10th shloka the two meanings. Both the meanings I will explain you. Both the meanings are right here. We can take both of them also. But you see the side of Duryodhan's intellect now. Aparyaptam tadasmakam balam bhishma bhirakshitam paryaptam tidametesham balam bhima bhirakshitam aparyaptam tadasmakam Balam Bhishma Bhirakshitam Paryaptam Tvidame Tesham Balam Bhima Bhirakshitam The word Aparyapt has first meaning as insufficient. Paryapt means sufficient. Now if I take the insufficient as a meaning, which is the literal meaning of the word Aparyaptam, you see what Duryodhana is talking about. Duryodhana is saying that Asmakam Ambalam Ham ka jo bal hai, our strength, the, the strength of our army is insufficient. Huh? What are you talking? You, if your strength is insufficient, then why are you even standing to fight? Just give up. Go. And he's saying what? He pulled Bhishma Pitama also into the whole, whole uh, shloka. He says, how is our balam Bhishma Abhirakshitam? It is protected by Bhishma Pitama. He is using the word Bhishma Pitama. He's saying our strength is protected by Bhishma Pitama. Still he's saying it's insufficient. Wow. Now you see the other side of the whole thing. In the next line he says, Paryaptam tu idam etesham balam. Their strength, whose strength on the other side, Pandava's strength, is sufficient. Sufficient for what? To defeat us. That's the literal meaning how it comes out of this sloka. Paryaptam tu idam etesham balam. How is their strength is protected by Bhima Abhirakshitam. See, it's a rhyme, Bhishma and Bhima. 
just remove the adhasha and then it becomes like that but imagine bhima is not the commander in chief of that army is drishtadyumna then why did he drag bhima here if he is talking about commander in chief of kaurava who is bhishma pitama the comparison should be to drishtadyumna who drupadputra he said in the beginning in his first shloka he is not using that name at all why it shows his fear psychosis he was always in fear of bhima so when a man loses wisdom of words what comes out is what is deep inner feeling he will just blabber blabber what is he talking about drishtadyumna's name is didn't even take that's one literal meaning of this shloka another meaning of this aparyaptam which if i put duryodhan in the right consciousness and you know think that okay at the last shloka he may have finally culminated the statement well paryaptam aparyaptam in in sanskrit means unlimited paryaptam means limited that meaning may fit here if duryodhana is in his conscience and talking correctly he says what aparyaptam am our strength is unlimited which is right he is saying right because bhishma has got a, a he's got a blessing the grace that you know unko ichha maran ka vardan hai nobody can kill him unless and he wants to die that's why you see he arjuna uh, had put him on the bed of arrows sharshaya pe litaya but he decided when to leave the body no physically it's very difficult to comprehend how a man is lying on a bed of arrow piercing through his bodies for so many days he left the body at the time when the uttarayan started which is when when do uttarayan start do you know when डायरेक्शन sun starts moving to the direction of south so ayan means the root when he goes to uttar which is north it becomes uttarayan when he starts going to dakshin which is south it becomes dakshinayan bhagwan will describe some aspects of that uttarayan dakshinayan later on when it comes i'll take that portion one more thing i want to just highlight in the last class i said one thing to you that dharma is the underlying facts facet of this whole creation is the substratum of the whole creation i want to just highlight one thing whenever i use word dharma never complicated with religion eh? i don't mean religion here religion is not the uh, underlying fact of that when i mean dharma dharma here means sanatan dharma it's not about religion because i told you in one of the class that uh, religion is a very poor translation of the word dharma sanatan dharma does not qualify to be in comparison also to other religions it's not religion at all it is the substratum the underlying fact on which the whole creation is built i'll tell you one thing to like goodness even a child who's just born and lying on a cradle he would also oh you know show his liking towards the goodness in other people you try to be bad to him he will already start disliking you how it came to me he don't have any knowledge at all nobody taught him anything it is something which everybody is born with 
so other religious people i will call other religion community okay it's very easy for me to divide decide that way so other community people people may be against sanatan dharma in an outer set but they don't know the reality actually all of us are sanatan dharmi only in this whole creation whether you follow any religion doesn't matter so sanatan dharmi are following what it came from creation which everybody is following without knowing but we are already following by knowing some aspects of it and doing that so that's one dharma whenever i use dharma in any of my discussion please exclude it from religion don't take it as a religion okay so anyway he says our our uh, strength protected by bhishma is unlimited and see their strength protected by bhima is limited that also is one meaning we can take either ways so in a calculation he says don't worry we are well protected so now let's focus on the war because see now he is already standing on the battlefield even if he like or not can he go back he cannot i'll tell you one very uh, small thing in life and i told you last time also i'm just repeating one portion of it many times we may have to end up doing and following adharma but life will give us chances to correct it many times it's not life is not such harsh that it will punish you in the first go itself here in spite of all those things which duryodhana did dyut krida draupadi e vastra haran all those things you see including bhagwan krishna went went to them to tell them we can avoid war life will give chance to everybody the only fact is that do you have somebody or do you have enough wisdom to know which is right or wrong or do you have somebody in life who can guide you here you see lord krishna is at the center of pandavas i'll show you when it goes forward na i'll show you that portion one more thing i want to tell you in this chapter please remember bhagwan krishna also never said anything he said only one half of a shloka not even one one fourth of a shloka as an action that you know you are telling me to do i'll do i'll i'll explain you when it comes so here uh, you know duryodhana says that we have unlimited strength protected by bhishma they have limited strength protected by bhima why did he bring, bring bhishma and bhima as a comparison this i will explain you in the next shloka when it comes ayaneshu cha sarveshu yatha bhagam avasthitah bhishma meva abhirakshantu bhavantas sarva evahi ayaneshu cha sarveshu yatha bhagam avasthitah bhishma meva abhirakshantu bhavantas sarva evahi now the reason why he brought bhishma and bhima in comparison to each other is if i see the personality of bhishma he has got a non wavering personality whether it is the subject of a war he is never wavered in any war in the past also whether it is the subject related to his character his character is completely clean bhishma pitama you cannot point out any portion low in his character in his whole life even when he he kidnapped those three girls to be married at that time bhishma was very clear his his vow was towards protecting the kingdom and when one of the girls said you know i don't want to marry now 
and the other one who I loved, he never accepted me now. Now you marry me. He said, I'm sorry, I cannot break my vow. I kidnapped you for them. If you want, I can speak to them. Then she became angry and she went. That discussion will come at the little point. I'll, t- I'll take it up at that time. But you see his personality, unwavering character. Never ever he has fallen anywhere. In terms of dharma, wherever the dharma comes, when the kingdom has to be ruled in dharma, always he advised correctly as part of dharma. Even when Dyut Krida happened, he stopped Duryodhan. Do you know what? There was one brother of Duryodhan who stopped Duryodhan, who was the only one who objected to Duryodhan's decision of the whole Dyut Krida and other things. His name was Vikarna. His name comes here also in the previous look I came. Vikarna is one of the brothers of Duryodhana who was the only one who objected to what Duryodhan was doing. But still when the war came, he is a brother. He cannot decide to go towards Pandava and fight against Kauravas. He had to fight with Duryodhana. He died also in the whole war because everybody died anyway. That's not the point. And remember, Bhima, when he killed Vikarna, I told you, you know, all the brothers were killed by Bhima only. Bhima said, Vikarna, it is very sad. That's the only brother he felt that, you know, it's very sad that I have to kill you. You know, I told you many times, even if you cannot fight it from our side, at least don't fight the war. Just go away. Now, what option am I left with? I am extremely sad that I have to kill you as part of the war. This is the only person for whom Bhima said this in the whole war scenario. Anyway, so you will see here. So he, he brought in comparison to Bhishma. Bhishma has his unwavering personality in Dharma, in Yuddha, anywhere. Now come to Bhima. Now he brought purposively Bhima into picture. One, he is very angry with Bhima, number one. Number two, he has got a lot of fear for Bhim. Number three, in comparison to Bhishma, Bhima is a very Aveshi. Aveshi means he gets angry very fast. <laughs> he, he, you cannot compare Bhima with Bhishma by any chance. So when you have to say that our army is unlimited, bring out somebody who has got an unwavering personality to show the unlimitedness. Aparyaptam. And when you bring out that those are limited, you bring out somebody who has got a wavering personality. Bhima, wherever you see his anger has done many things. And his, his name will come, Bhima Karma Vrakodara. At that time, I will explain you what, why Bhima is called the way he is called. He becomes angry not for wrong things, eh? he becomes angry for the right thing, but his anger becomes uncontrollable. And if I talk about, about his other perspectives also, there are many things which he cannot compare to Bhishma at all. That's one of the reasons why he brings both of them in comparison to each other. Now he says, the last line of Duryodhana is basically an order as a king. When you are a king, you have to order some things before the war happens. He says, Sarveshu, Sarveshu Ayaneshu, Yatha Bhagam Avasthitaha Bhavanta. That's why, since our army is unlimited and protected by Bhishma, therefore, what you all should do, Ayaneshu cha Sarveshu, standing at your own place. Ayan means place. Standing at your own place where you have been assigned in the war, you all have an eye towards Bhishma Pitama. And you all take a vow to protect Bhishma Vitama. Why? There is a reason. You know, if you go to the psychology of the war, you will see if one commander has to protect himself also and to fight the war also, his attention gets divided. 
सोचो अपनी भी रक्षा करनी है और युद्ध भी करना है तो दोनों तो नहीं हो सकता एक साथ तो वॉट ही सेज ही सेज लेट भीष्म पितामह गिव हिस एंटायर एनर्जी टू वॉर टू द वॉर एंड एंड मेक श्योर दैट वी विन द वॉर लेट हिम नॉट हैव द रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी ऑफ प्रोटेक्टिंग हिम सो वॉट यू ऑल शुड डू इज दैट स्टैंडिंग एट द एट योर ओन असाइंड प्लेसेस ऑल ऑफ यू हैव एन आई ऑन भीष्म पितामह and you all take the responsibility to protect bhishmatama and let him fight the war bhishma beva abhirakshantu bhavanta sarva evahi you all from every aspect every side protect bhishmatama because he is the only one who is going to make us win the war we have no ability to fight pandavas at all however big we may be however small they may be it doesn't matter one more thing i want to point out here whichever side dharma is dharma is please remember whichever side dharma is they are already more than double powerful than the adharma side automatically adharma side whichever side adharma is how much strength they may have because of doing adharma they have already half their strength that's the power how dharma and adharma works in tandem with each other so he says is do the protection of bhishma pitama standing there now you see from the war scenario both dronacharya and and kripacharya and bhishma pitama is looking at this duryodhana blabbering here and they are running here to help to to skelter to do anything they know that nobody can stop the war at all now so now bhishma pitama doesn't want to speak any word in front of them it's like a waste of effort to speak to him they've already tried a lot speaking to him when the whole thing before even everything happened so now he says rather than speaking to him let me act and make him happy by something of my act so he the next shloka says i'll read the shloka and there is one more aspect of the shloka which i wanted to say you know india's war policy is that we will never start a war first it's india's policy ha huh? and remember that at this policy comes from sanatan dharma sanatan dharma says even if you are fighting a war for the correct reason give them every option to stop the war the other side let them have the option so for that never start the war here one mistake bhishma pitamar does in the next shloka in this whole scenario some mistake ek you know unknowingly he has been committed by bishmatam which i'll show you in this particular shloka he says tasya sanjanayan harsham kuru vruddhav pitamah simhanadam vinadyauchaihi shankham dadmau pratapavan tasya sanjanayan harsham kuru vruddhav pitamah सिंहनादम विनद्यौचैहि संजनयन हर्षम टू क्रिएट हैप्पीनेस इन हिस हार्ट हूज हार्ट दुर्योधन से इन दुर्योधन हार्ट वट कुरुवृद्ध पितामह 
पितामह इज लाइक इज द मोस्ट सीनियर मोस्ट इन द कुरु फैमिली कौरवा फैमिली इज द सीनियर मोस्ट सो इसलिए कुरु वृद्धा इज द वर्ड फॉर हिम हिम पितामह और वो भीष्म पितामह इज पितामह ओनली दैट्स हाउ इज नेम्ड सिंहनादम विनद्य उच्चैही उच्चैही सिंहनादम विनद्य ही ब्लू हिज काउंच शंख काउंच वेरी वेरी लाउडली सिंहनादम मीन्स लाइक अ रोरिंग लायन दैट्स अ काइंड ऑफ साउंड इट्स द विशेषण फॉर द साउंड एक्चुअली हाउ टू स्ट्रॉन्ग द साउंड वॉज शंखम ददमाऊ प्रतापवान ही सेस ही ब्लू द काउंच ऑन्च एंड एंड हियर ही यूज द वर्ड बट हाउ ही इज वेरी वैलस प्रतापवान मीन्स प्रतापी तो ही वेरी तेजस्वी एंड ओजस्वी हु इट इज द विशेषण फॉर भीष्म पितामा दैट प्रतापवान कुरुवृद्ध पितामह तस्य संजन यन हर्षम हम सिंहनादम विनदुचई शंखम ददमाऊ ऐसे आएगा संस्कृत का लाइन है एनी वे सो ही ब्लू हिस काउंच बट वॉट ही मिस्ड इन दिस स्टेटमेंट इट्स अ अंडरलाइंग स्टेटमेंट वी हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड दिस वेन अ कमांडर इन चीफ ब्लोज द काउंच इट इंडिकेट्स द स्टार्ट ऑफ द वॉर ही डिंट इंटेंड टू स्टार्ट द वॉर हियर he only wanted to generate the happy generate happiness in the heart of duryodhan but he completely missed out that he is the commander in chief and commander in chief has the right to start or make the announcement for the start of the war now you see the next line nobody understood why he blew the conch but he blew the conch see and i'm telling you na only sanjay understood why he blew the conch if anybody would have seen him blowing the conch they would have declared start of the war any which ways but sanjay i told you in the beginning he had got the eye to understand what is going inside the mind also so he knew that bhishma pitama did not intend to start the war he only intend to generate happiness in the heart of duryodhan because poor man is running here and there er sad angry he doesn't know what he is talking also i don't know how to give this man confidence he only knew that the war is in inevitable now he only did everything to for the war now and why and what has happened to him to just create happiness he blew the conch but what happened now there is a spiraling action which starts in the next shloka everybody thought he, it's a declaration of the war so what happened in the next one tata shankascha bheryascha पणवाणक गोमुखा सहसैवाभ्यहन्यत स शब्दस्तु मुलोभवत्तंकाश्चर्यश्चवाणक गोमुखा सहसैवाभ्यहन्यत स शब्दस्तु मुलोभवत इट यूजेस द वर्ड ततः तथा मीन्स देर आफ्टर इमीडिएटली आफ्टर दैट दे डिंट इवन स्टॉप the army didn't wait a second to even grasp ki what has actually happened are bhai just pause for a second and at least check with him why he blew the count they didn't do that they automatically assumed the war has started tatah immediately thereafter shankah cha bheerya shank aur nagade shank means count nagade i do not know what you call in english is like dhol or dhol and nagade there are many things actually dhol nagade gomuk there all all equipments which they are used the sound equipments which are used by the army standing there now please remember everybody is having some or the other sound equipment now gomuk 
is like a, a you know horn of a, a cow it's 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 made of something but it looks like a horn of a cow that's called gomuk it is usually it's even today it's used in maharashtra for many religious festivals and all if you ever travel to maharashtra for any local thing you will see they even today have gomuk as one of the things so they say shankha bhairya kaunch nagade dhol panavanaka gomukah dhol mridang aur nagade dhol mridang aur gomuk that they are all different different sound equipments sahasa eva sahasa eva means all of them together they didn't wait for the for comprehending what has happened can you imagine 11 akshara ohnis blowing all their air equipments together kind of sound which would have come in kurukshetra i can't even comprehend what kind of a sound would have been 11 akshohuni sena blowing everything together the whole this says the whole sky was covered with the sound it it's it said like that 11 akshohuni blew all equipments they had together dhol nagade mridang which means what finally they without understanding the reason they declared war so oh, even though pandavas wanted war but pandavas did not start the war till the end pandavas have always been on the safer side they always remained there why because in the locus of their team bhagwan is standing remember huh? arjun's uns chariot was in the center of the war If, and in the chariot charioteer sits behind the sarthis in the front driver is always in the front the one who is actually running the chariot so technically at the front of the pandav army is bhagwan now you will see how pandavas behave in the next shloka onwards how pandavas mentality goes one thing i want to highlight here i was telling uh, vandya ji before the class before discussing this whole thing you will see all three of them the three people in description here dhritarashtra duryodhan and arjun they all have this i will use the word vishad as down syndrome huh? i'll use this word for a moment to explain it to you all three have down syndromes before the start of the war dhritarashtra vishad was tamasik vishad there there are three words shall use i'll explain you later what exactly it means duryodhan's vishad is rajasik vishad and now going forward you will see arjun's vishad arjun's vishad is satvik vishad all three when it comes to their behavioral aspect it becomes completely different from each other tamasik vishad blinded by the love and attached i will use the word attachment more than love blinded by the attachment to his son he did not even see what is right and wrong and he did not have the guts or courage to even after knowing what's going to be the outcome he could not stop them then comes the rajasik vishad of of duryodhan overpowered by desire and passion his words lost the wisdom he forgot who is he talking to he is talking to his acharya disrespectfully ever till now till dona chari and everybody and he is in a spree of disrespecting everybody and he is saying that everybody has come to give their life for me now next portion will come satvik vishad and the vishad comes of arjuna 
in between now there will be shankhan of other side also because now they have to show the other side also na because sanjay is painting the picture of what exactly happened in the war in the mind of dhritarashtra so he will talk about that when it comes to arjuna remember arjuna is also in vishad but he every bit of his knowledge is sparkling and he is speaking complete knowledge during his vishad and whereas duryodhan does even know what he is talking about who is he talking to respect everything is forgotten you will see from this as you know going forward in the conversation happens you will see when i look at arjuna you will see that arjuna is very well read about the whole scriptures arjuna has so good knowledge of sanatan dharma when he talks of vishada to bhagwan that you know i don't want to fight he speaks absolute knowledge what according to dharma should be there his mind his intellect his knowledge is completely available for him sparkling through that whole thing and he gives very good logic to bhagwan that why i don't want to fight and nowhere you can say that his logic is wrong but yes only thing which is wrong for arjuna is the timing is wrong for that knowledge you could have said that before but you know the timing is not right now you can't do anything they have already blown the couch and every equipment now what do you tell them if you now stop the war means you are accepting defeat do you want to do that you cannot once the couch has blown you cannot go away तो क्या कहते हो रणभूमि में पीठ दिखाने के बराबर है भगवान विल से टू यू कैन डू एनीथिंग अबाउट इट नाउ नथिंग डूइंग एवरीवेयर भगवान विल टेल अर्जुना गेट अप एंड फाइट गेट अप एंड फाइट गेट अप एंड फाइट बट प्लीज अंडरस्टैंड मेनी पीपल हु स्पीक अगेंस्ट भगवत गीता सेज दैट गीता टीचर्स एस टू फाइट आई एम सॉरी दे आर फूल्स टू से दैट गीता नेवर टीचर्स एस टू फाइट Gita tells us to live rightly and Gita also teaches us that till the time fight is unavoidable to till the time fight is avoidable try to avoid only when be when it becomes unavoidable definitely get up and fight every time you can't run away from fights you have to improve take care of the situation also how many times you will run away in life please remember when you talk about our Gita ji here which mahabharata it's talking about everyone has to look inside themselves there is a mahabharata which is going on inside all of us every time there are two paths this path i go i can do adharma and get away for the time being and i can do dharma also and take the long path it's a choice it's an option which comes in front of each one of us every now and then we have to make a decision which one to go for now that thing i'll point out when it comes to let's go to the next shloka uh, when it comes to pandava side tatashvetair hayer yukte mahatisyandane sthitau madhava pandavas chaiva divyau shankhau pradatmatu tatashvetair hayer yukte mahatisyandane sthitau माधव पांडव दिव्यांखर्शन इन दर्स्ट क्लास 
इंद्रप्रस्था वॉज ए बैरन पीस ऑफ लैंड विच हैज ऑल दीज इज यू नो वीड्स एंड ऑल दीज थिंग्स ग्रोन ऑफ देयर नथिंग कैन एंड बी यू नो इट कैनॉट बी कल्टिवेटेड एट एट ऑल सो भगवान सेड वन वर्ड यू नो वॉट अवर अर फायर गॉड इज हंग्री अग्नि देवता भूखे हैं भगवान ओनली सेट दैट ही नेवर एक्सप्लेन एनीथिंग ही सेट अग्नि देव भूखे हैं अर्जुना अर्जुना इज सो क्लियर एंड ही इज सो डीप रेवरेंस फॉर भगवान डिवोशन फॉर भगवान दैट वेन द वर्ड स्लिप्स फ्रॉम भगवान स्माउथ ही अंडरस्टैंड वॉट ई मीन्स विदाउट इवन एक्सप्लेनिंग यू नो वॉट वी हैव टू रीड द एक्सप्लेनेशन ऑफ भगवदगीता टू अंडरस्टैंड भगवदगीता बट यू विल सी भगवान अर्जुना टू अर्जुना भगवान ओनली सेट द श्लोका अर्जुना अंडरस्टूड इन वन गो इट्स स्टैंडिंग इन द मिडल ऑफ द वॉर यू अंडरस्टूड वॉट भगवान इज सेंग यू विल सी एवरीवेयर अर्जुनाज क्वेश्चन इज टू द टॉपिक ऑफ भगवान वॉट वॉट भगवान इज टॉकिंग ही नेवर गोज आउटसाइड द टॉपिक वेन आई सी ई भगवदगीता आई सी इन द होल कॉन्टेक्स्ट ऑफ सेवन हंड्रेड श्लोकास आई डोंट थिंक अर्जुना इज सींग द आर्मी ऑल्सो I don't think Arjuna remembers the war also. He is so engrossed in what Bhagwan is saying that whatever Bhagwan says, he understands, grasps, and wherever a question comes, he raises the question according to the topic. He has not gone at one place in Bhagavad Gita outside the topic. He has not said that you know, Bhagwan, it's the war. You will see in the second chapter itself, Bhagwan is talking about Adhyatma Vidya. He is saying in the middle of the war, Bhagwan. you know how does this sthita pragnya look a sanyasi how does he look hey bhai in the middle of the war what has a sanyasi got to do with the whole thing why are you even asking for it he is asking bhagwan how does a sanyasi live how does he get up how does he sit how does he walk what has that question to do with the war because bhagwan said once you reach the pinnacle of this knowledge you will automatically land there where a sanyasi lands so he is asking the same question then tell me how does a sanyasi how do i identify a sanyasi in this life let me i need to know who are sanyasis and not so he you will see he is within the topic every time he is so attentive so clear and so pure in his intellect that nothing he misunderstands in the bhagavad gita so you will see now so he is bhagwan said arjun fire god is hungry Arjuna used Agni Ban and burned the whole in the prastha. Agni Devta became so happy that he came down and he presented presented three four things to Arjuna. He gave one an ratha. I'm using why because that description is coming here. Tata Shweter Hayer Yukte. He gave one ratha to Arjuna. He gave one Gandiv. Gandiv is the uh, you know a bow. One Gandiv to him. he gave one akshay tarkas akshay tarkas means that quiver in which arrow never finishes akshay how many arrows you may fire doesn't matter arrows will always be there in that that tarkas that's called akshay tarkas he got gifted by the by fire god because he gave it from um, uh, you know the swargaloka he got gandiv as is dhanush then he got one thing which is called all you know uh, his panchajanyam he got gets one uh, shankam um uh, no not panchajanyam uh, devadattam sorry he gets one shanka by the name devadattam from fire god when fire god comes to give arjuna fire god also gets bhagwan krishna's couch lying in vaikunt and he gives this to bhagwan at that time itself which is called panchajanyam here it will come in the next line 
I'll describe it that time. So Arjuna got his couch from who? From fire god. He got his chariot also from him. That chariot is described here. Tata shvetaihi hayaihi yuktai. Hayai means gode, horses. His chariot was tied with white horses. Shvetaihi. Shvetaihi means white. White horses. Now, you know, when you see, uh, when people describe Mahabharata, they say that, you know, Arjun's Ratha had five horses. You know, somewhere the description says that it has four horses. The point is not me to explain, you know, how many horses were there. But for our, our understanding, I will use five horses for a time being. Why? Because those five horses actually represent our five senses. Okay, so let's take the uh, thing as five horses. Actually, one of the senses sense is actually more subtler than the other one. So even if you take four, you can combine, but I'll use five, five horses now. There is no clear description here, but you just understand that there were five horses in his chariot. All of them were white. Now, please remember in this cosmos, the color white represents purity. Okay, it represents purity. So you will see, you know, when, when some student goes, used to go to Gurukul, they are made to wear white dhoti and white kurta. And they are supposed to remain in the Gurukul throughout the time they are only used to, they are only allowed to wear white dhoti and white kurta. People used to, why are you against colors or what? No, color should not bind your intellect, should not attract your attention while studying. So all students are in the same color. Ab dekho kisko dekhna hai. Sare hi safed hai. Jisko marzi dekhna. So white actually represents purity. Isliye Gurukul mein bhi white color was always prominent. Here, Shwetai Khayai isliye bola hai. Their horses are white because that represents how pure Arjun is. And I told you in my last class also, when you read Bhagavad Gita, oh man, I have become a big fan of the character called Arjuna. I tell you, you know, whether you understand Gita how much or not, but there is a very big message for you to imbibe qualities what Arjuna used to carry. You see, the Bhagwan had five Pandavas, but still he became the, the you know, chariot driver for only Arjuna. He never became in the chariot driver for or Yudhishthira, Nakul, Bhim and Savadev. They were all our Pandavas. They all had reverence for Bhagwan. Everybody had reverence for Bhagwan. Abhimanyu was so related because Subhadra is his brother. Is, uh, Subhadra's brother is Bhagwan Krishna. So imagine, so still Bhagwan had so much reverence and liking for Arjuna. What can I tell you? There is one important portion which I want to highlight. You know, when a guru teaches in a gurukul, na, every student is same for the guru. Guru cannot have partiality towards any student. But there is an automatic Shraddha mechanism which works behind the scene, which we need to understand. There are so many students who pass out of a Gurukul, but there are only one or two who get every part of knowledge what Guru gives. Why? It's not that Guru is partial towards them. Please remember, Guru is on an upper pedestal and the Ganga, the river of knowledge flows from top to down. River never flows from down to up. Eh? It's always downstream. Anyway, the Guru is sitting on an upper pedestal. Amongst the students, 
who has got more shraddha he will is the same knowledge dispensed to all students but one will receive more than the other depending upon his or her shraddha towards the guru that's how you know our spiritual knowledge is all about never ever in any any gurukul i have heard guru has been partial towards student but yes because of that students seva students shraddha guru will automatically see that this student is brighter kabhi kabhi dekhte hain hum log when i used to go for satsangs and all na guru looks at one student and again and again many times why is not that the student has given some bribe to the guru or something or you know he has done some extra thing for him or anything or he is partial towards him is that whosoever has got more shraddha for that guru's knowledge that becomes the perfect recipient bhagwan will say in bhagavad gita uh, in one of the chapters shraddhavan labate gyanam jiski shraddha hogi usko gyan na mile aisa ho hi nahi sakta bhagwan is giving guarantee the only thing we need to work upon is of course yes we need to work hard for knowledge that's another part of it but the one thing we need to brush ourselves against all time is that eliminate anything which comes in between you and your shraddha towards who is teaching you to get the complete knowledge if anything comes you know please remember one thing which we many times end up doing in the normal parlance in the world is that even if we have misunderstanding we don't clarify we carry that misunderstanding with us unless and until something happens and that person appears in front and he himself clarifies are bhai aisa hota nahi hai if we have misunderstanding have the courage to go and clarify remember if you go and clarify your misunderstanding the person with whom you clarifies he will start having reverence towards you are himmat to kari aake bolne ki कहीं तो हिम्मत ही नहीं कर पाते इसलिए बहुत जरूरी है प्लीज ब्रशअप श्रद्धा अगेंस्ट स्क्रिप्चर तीन लोगों के लिए तीन श्रद्धा जरूरी है दर श्रद्धा तीन ही जाती है गुरु वेदांत वाक्यशु विश्वास श्रद्धा श्रद्धा की डेफिनेशन है ये वेदांत में ठीक है ना गुरु वेदांत वाक्यशु विश्वास श्रद्धा इधर इज वन टेक्स्ट इन वेदांत कॉल तत्वबोध इट कम्स फ्रॉम देयर गुरु तो जैसे वाई इट इज नॉट सेट ईश्वर बिकॉज वो गुरु ही क्या जो ईश्वर को छोड़कर अपनी बात करे फिर वो गुरु थोड़ी है गुरु कौन है वही होगा ना जो अपने को छोड़कर ईश्वर की बात करे उसके लिए वो इंपॉर्टेंट नहीं है उसके लिए इंपॉर्टेंट क्या है यू शुड होल्ड ऑन टू गॉड बिकॉज अल्टीमेटली ही इज द मास्टर ऑफ ऑल योर डिवोशन शुड फ्लो टू हिम योर श्रद्धा शुड फ्लो टूवर्ड्स हिम फॉर दैट वॉट इज द एक्चुअल प्रूफ शास्त्र दैट्स वाई वेदांत से शास्त्र गुरु वेदांत वाक्यशु वेदांत में शास्त्र शास्त्र वाक्यशु विश्वास श्रद्धा उसके ऊपर पूर्ण विश्वास करो देर विल बी मेनी पॉइंट इन टाइम वेर वॉट द शास्त्रा सेस और द गुरु सेस मे नॉट बी अकॉर्डिंग टू वॉट योर ओन एक्सपीरियंसेस दैट डजेंट मीन गुरु एंड शास्त्रा इज रॉन्ग वी मे नॉट अंडरस्टैंड मेनी थिंग्स फॉर शास्त्रा सेस बट देन वी हैव टू मेक एक आवर सेल्फ इन सच अ वे दैट इफ गुरु और शास्त्रा इज सेइंग that means it has to be right it is for us to see how we understand that if you don't understand ask question that's the only way to do it so here he says tatah shwetair hayar yukte with loaded with the white tied to the white horses as thereafter matlab in after 
all all those blew their own equipments and all after that at uh, uh, tied to the white horses shwetaihi hayaihi yuktaihi how is the ratha mahati chandane it's not a simple chariot mahati mahati is to show great kind of a chariot it's not a very simple chariot at all what is so great about the chariot when you read the description in mahabharat you see that chariot had got a rest room it had got storage space for weapon and instruments it was a very big chariot ah huh? bhagwan's chariot and the right in the center it has got rest area rest room it has got got its own own places to secure all your weapons and instruments and equipments and all those things and it is such huge that you know the chariot itself seems shining separately and it's a divyam divyam means it is not in this world anybody can see anybody who sees can make out definitely it is not from this world it somebody must have given it must have come from devloka only so he says madavah pandavah cha eva now this is very important when bhishma pitama blew kaunch and all the kauravas have blown their own kaunches and that have sounded their own equipment ideally who should have first sounded the kaunch from pandava side it should have been commander in chief us drishtadyumna but you see here he did nothing now the way bhagavad gita describes is so beautiful it says madhava first lord krishna first person to blow the kaunch on pandava side was bhagwan krishna i can't even fathom the fact how it would have looked that you know yeah. bhagwan blew his conch first to start the war from pandava side why because pandavas are some people who just follow bhagwan they don't follow anybody if we have to fight even at the time of fight also till now arjuna has not gone into vishad yet ha huh? please remember idhar tak arjun ko vishad nahi hua tha arjun ko vishad abhi hoga abhi hua nahi hai to arjuna is in his full blown potential ah, i am invincible and remember one thing arjun jaisa dhanurdhari in tino in tino lok mein main swarg narak aur idhar ki baat kar raha hu tino lok mein koi tha hi nahi he was so valorous there was nobody who could defeat arjuna in the war he was so valorous and so capable to so arjuna has his own many people now if i look at the current world when many youngsters they pass out from colleges and they come with good scores they are all like arjuna when they face the situation then the actuality starts coming into picture you know where you stand who oh, i studied so much it is useless i can't do anything my potential is gone waste these things start coming up insiders even though we may be the best amongst the available we may be top rankers i have seen people they say i was the top ranker in college my life has not moved only arjuna is one of the top rankers from the gurukul he is the top most student of the gurukul and that's why even dronacharya had deep reverence for arjuna he knew he is the best there's one incident i will point out here duryodhan used to say you are partial dronacharya acharya you are partial why 
you always keep saying that you know arjuna is the best arjuna is best. why arjuna is best we all learned the same thing so dronacharya never responded he said okay tomorrow i'll call all of you he hung a fish on the tree this story most of you knows because i've heard it in many places he hung the fish on the tree and he called one by one kauravas first come here what are you seeing he said i am seeing the sky because above the fish the sky is there no i am seeing the sky now what are you seeing i am seeing the tree now what are you seeing i am seeing a branch now what are you seeing i am seeing a thread now what are you seeing i am seeing a fish he said go all of them said like this now at the end he called arjuna arjuna come here what do you see i see the eye of the fish one go i don't see the sky i don't see the tree which are much bigger than the eye of the fish by the way so imagine he always had the flair he always had the attention to detail because acharya said you all have to shoot the eye of the fish then why you have to see the sky why you have to see the tree why you have to see the branch see what is being told to you no so he said this is why arjuna is my best is best among all your students so he says madavah then he says pandavah cha first madavah and then pandavah what happened divyau shankhau pradadmatuhu they blew their divya matlab the kaunch which is not from this world of course both of them have got their kaunches from agni devta it has to be not in the world when you say divya whenever we heard the word divya divya means it is not come out of normal hard work it is not come out of the panchbhut panchbhut means five elements of this creation it is it has come from somewhere outside and it has come through grace it's not out of hard work okay that's why it's called divya somebody gave you somebody gifted you that's how it comes the word divya here. divya is one more meaning it is definitely coming from swarga loka and different loka that's how here it is spoken about now we will see in the next session kainavacha manase indriyairva budhyatmanava prakrte swabhavat karomi adyat sakalam parasmai narayanayeti samarpayami श्रीमन नारायणाएति समर्पयामी ओम पूर्णमदह पूर्णमिदम पूर्णात पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 ही हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम ओम तत्सत